And let's go ahead and take a look now at your alternative talk weather outlook for Thursday. Well, we'll see some morning showers lingering around, but those will taper off by this afternoon to mostly a dry day today and sun at times. High temperatures around 65 degrees. For this evening, cloudy skies and showers will pick back up into the picture and low temperatures dropping down to about 49. For Friday, showers once again with some windy conditions. High temperatures around 63 degrees. For the weekend, Saturday, scattered showers, sunshine at times, high temperatures around 66 and warmer for Sunday with mostly sunny skies and high temperatures around 70. Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests and callers and are not necessarily those of this station, its management or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle and KLCK FM 98.9 Digital HD3 Seattle. Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning, and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in lovely, lovely Seattle. I think I was a little bit like Speed Racer this morning coming <gasps> into the studio. Don't I know. Tell your I know. secrets. Your secrets are out now. <laughs> I know. Now. I haven't done that in a while. It was kind of fun, actually. Oh, boy. Here it goes. <laughs> it now, you fun. be safe out there. I'm, I'm actually a really safe. good defensive driver. I think I just of course need you are. <laughs> a Porsche and a track is what I really need. <gasps> Or we could do that for your next birthday. I know. I'm thinking that that is a really great idea. You can do actually. that. They I have. Know. You can hire driver. Or, there's driving schools, I believe. Really? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think. I just... Oh, I do know this. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to do have it. Have you too. always wanted to do it? Yes. Yeah. Just you know, sign up for like a month. Head out oh. to the track. <laughs> if you're gonna do a month, we're gonna have to get you some gear then already. Uh oh. Oh, that sounds Why like not? fun. Yeah. Get your helmet, fire suit, gloves. Shoes. She, okay, well, you know, shoes. I'll help you always. With shoes. Okay, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, what I noticed when I was driving in, being very cautious, and of course, you can't even really go that fast anyway because the traffic is a little tight. And it's Thursday. And it's Thursday. It's really busy on Thursday. That's what everyone tells me. Well, I told you my theory. No. Tuesdays and Thursdays are the busiest days of the week oh. because Mondays, it's dead. But Tuesdays are like, man, I didn't get to work on time, and I really got to jam to work because I didn't do much, <laughs> and the weekend was already behind us. So everyone's getting to work on th- right. on Tuesday. And then also they look like, well, tomorrow's Thursday. That's the middle of the week, so right. I've got to get there. So then on Thursday, they're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't do very much. It was Wednesday, and I got to do it Thursday, everything on Thursdays because so Fridays. So I want to get out on Friday could, Right, because I want to leave early on Fridays because <laughs> the weekend is so close. So Tuesdays and Thursdays I think very days. few people work Fridays now. You know, I used to be one yeah, of the only ones, and now when I'm out and about on Friday, I'm like, wow. How come everybody isn't at work? You know, they're all taking excellent care of themselves and taking time off to nurture their being and not working too hard, which is the topic of our show today, yes. by the way. Self-care. Self-aware. Um, right. Self-aware. Mm-hmm. Self-care for the self-aware. Own that, Marie. Ooh. Own that. Ooh. Um, one of my favorite things is to interview people that I believe are standing on the leading edge of thought. And so today is one of those wonderful days where I get to interview an author um, Dave Markowitz, who actually lives in Portland, Oregon, but is from New York, I believe, is a medical intuitive, has helped thousands of on their journey towards wholeness. After years of denying his empathic abilities, his slap in the face moment was when he got drunk without drinking any alcohol. 
Um, Dave has been attracting clients who've done lots of spiritual work but haven't seen improvements using traditional alternative or complementary modalities. He was able to intuit that his clients' pains and illnesses weren't their own, and their empathic abilities made them an energetic sponge. So welcome to the show, Dave. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So when did you start doing healing work? I got doing massage therapy, actually, in the mid-90s. Oh, in the mid-90s? Uh-huh. Yeah, and that, I did that for about 10 years, and during that time, I was fine-tuning my intuitive gifts, touching people and knowing their life story. Right. Um, I didn't know I was doing that initially, but people were, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm seeing a picture of my mom. You work on my left shoulder. It all started coalescing the whole mind-body connection. They spoke mm-hmm. about it in massage therapy school, but I didn't want to believe it because it's not right. too weird. Right. You know, it's funny. I've spoken to, at a few massage schools, and it, it's, it's very. I'm always excited when they ask me because I think, oh, this is such a great medium of people. Because when you lay hands on people, it does really increase your intuition, especially if you're empathic. And, oh, yeah. Right? And a lot of empathic people choose careers like that are give them direct contact to human beings. Like hairdressers are also incredibly intuitive. At least that's what I've found out over the years. And what surprised me, though, so far in the few talks that I've given to massage schools is that a lot of the students weren't ready to hear about the intuitive information. There would be like one or two in the class that were like all excited. The rest of them looked terrified. You know, like, like oh, my gosh, I'm, I didn't sign up to be an intuitive, you know, that um, – <laughs> Oh, yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) So how many years were you into massage, or did it happen right away for you, where you had these, you know, experiences where you're beginning to see, hear, and feel? um... Uh, A few years in, I became more conscious of what's happening. I did massage pretty much about 10 years. I haven't Mm -hmm. done it since, I guess, 05, 06, Mm -hmm. just doing this work. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my plan, but (laughs) the route I'm on now. Well, I think most people, unless someone's had a vision from a pretty early age, I don't think most people know their natural gifts and talents or what their life path is. And so typically it is like a big surprise. It's like, what? I wasn't planning on this. Um, But but those surprises are also beautiful. But it sounds like it was a little uncomfortable for you initially. Is that Mm -hmm. true? Yeah, definitely. I didn't really want to own any of this. It just seemed too out there. And I didn't think I was out there. I thought I was out there in different ways. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think I was out there in this particular way. In that particular but. way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so this is your second book, actually. And, right. and and you were prompted to write this book, probably from your own experiences as an empath, and then all the, you know, many, many people that you've witnessed who are having a challenge healing themselves or being happy and fulfilled because of their inability to separate themselves from others. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then you developed some techniques. I'm assuming that's how it happened, or your guides taught you. Um, I'm not sure, or a combination of those things. And you have found those techniques techniques to be invaluable and really effective with your clients. Absolutely, extremely important. And mm-hmm. the hardest thing is to remember to do them. Mm. I, I bring up front with my clients. It's, you know, when I remember to do these things, my life is awesome. I can manifest anything. I have unlimited energy. Um, my heart's wide open. And when I forget to do these things. The opposite is true, right. and it's just a matter of remembering. Oh, right, I'm doing my own steps, so I'm not a master at it quite yet, but I'm pretty good. Good enough. <laughs> good enough, right? To live a balanced life and to be happy yeah. and successful and healthy all at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know what I think is also really important about self care is, as collectively, I think the human race has moved into their heart chakra. So I think up until a few years ago, we were you know in our solar plexus working on self love, and now we've reached this tipping point where we know what it means. You know, doesn't mean that we've all 
reach that place of great consciousness about our uh, our self love. But we have we all understand it. You know, we've had decades of self help books talking about it, so we all know that it's something right. we need to obtain. And so now we're in the fourth chakra, learning to be in balance and that giving and receiving. And and because that's that's you know where we are, in my opinion, also more and more people are becoming empathic. So the empaths are learning to. Um, become neutral, and, and you know that could be just my word. I'm not sure what language you like to use regarding it. And then those people who aren't very empathic are actually opening up their hearts and becoming more empathic. So we really need this information so that people can be authentic in their approach towards their life. Is that something that you've noticed too, is that the authenticity of an individual can be skewed if they're, um, you know, they haven't learned how to separate their feelings from others? Oh, sure. The way I look at it is how could someone who is super empathic not be confused, not have anxiety, not be frustrated? How could they not be tired? How could they not be um, you know, unfocused? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Because if they're carrying everyone else's energy and they don't know how to clear it in a healthy way, yeah, it's just a normal. It's really normal, actually, in my world. <laughs> right. It's really normal that so many empathic people feel so incredibly responsible for the health and well-being of every single person on the planet, whether they're conscious of it or not, exactly. you know, that they, um, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. And so do you find it interesting as you're teaching them these techniques, which, of course, we'll talk about on the show, that um, the empathic people have a hard time really feeling okay to set these limits with themselves? Because in my opinion, it's not about setting boundaries with other people. It's about setting it with your own being. Right. Right. Yeah, the degree of difficulty really varies from people who just need you know, a large number of sessions, need to reread the books several times because it is a, such a deeply ingrained way of being. Mm-hmm. And then there are people like a woman actually in Seattle a couple of years ago said she was dealing with chronic fatigue for 10 years, basically couldn't get out of bed. Right. She said she was practically all better in four days Amazing. using these techniques. Amazing. I love so, that. You know, Clearly, she was. I'm giving the same information. It's not about me. Clearly, she was very, very <laughs> sick and tired of being sick. And yeah, tired. she was ready. She's totally ready, and that's yeah. really the willingness. My, my old mentor used to call that willingness is the cos- the cosmic grace of healing. Mm-hmm. And that willingness can be, you know, it varies from person to person. And then there are some that just say, "Okay, I'm ready," and then the body's saying, "No, nah, not quite yet." So it's just a form of resistance. I've learned how to work through those pretty well. Right. Just really help people embrace where they are. It's all just steps on a ladder to me. I, I agree. And, you know, holding yeah. that space for someone while they shift their frequency enough where they can change their perception about their experience and what they can accomplish, you know, totally. um, in their lives, you know, of course, health-wise, but personally and professionally. Yeah. Um, I cool love... Thing. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? The cool thing with this work that I've found is it works at the exact level that the person needs, mm-hmm. not necessarily what they think they want. Uh, and the cool thing about that is there's no, quote-unquote, healing crisis afterwards I've yet to hear about this, where you know, sometimes, you know, I know all energy workers and medical doctors, everyone's just doing the best they can for what they've got, and it's all beautiful, and I honor it all, and I thank them all. Um, but I have heard a lot of situations where someone kind of gets the overload, they just get, you know, the, the turbocharged version of energy healing, and then they and they're out, you know, out cold for like a week or two, feeling horrible. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's detoxing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd rather do these people I work with, and I think it's better also, even if we have to do smaller amounts right. over a slightly 
longer period of time. Right. And I'm not like, okay, you're going to be doing this the rest of your life kind of thing. I want to give people information and set them free. Um, but just doing those smaller amounts and integrating it in, in a good amount of time, I usually intuit when the next session can be. So sometimes I hear sure. things like two, three weeks from the next session. Mm-hmm. People are like, I want to do this sooner. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I get it. And that's awesome. And your body needs time to integrate what we just did because we did a lot. So give it time to integrate, to calibrate. Um, that's one of the better things about this particular right. process that I've seen. Well, I think that's a really interesting point that you're um, putting out there about in authentic healing, because that's what I call it, you know, where you're meeting the person at their frequency and you're authentically helping them to move to the frequency that they can move to instead yeah. of pushing their energy, which is really exhausting for the healer, by the way, you know, <laughs> pushing their energy into a place that they're not ready for that is not going to be authentic or sustainable. Um, right. I remember years ago when my practice got really busy, I was so happy because there's some clients I don't want to see for six months. And, and when my and when I was really when I was building my practice, people could come and see me, you know, often a lot more often. But the way I work, you know, I need a lot of space in between their sessions so that they can integrate the information and let it go at a deeper level, have that authenticity in their healing before we go um, deeper. So, um, so, so I can completely relate to you know not letting everything happen at once, and, and nothing really happens at once anyway. You know, everything is moving at its own gorgeous, beautiful um, filtration, you know, <laughs> and, and it's all gorgeous, which, it's, which I can totally see in your energy how you, what helps you to hold your patients or your clients is that loving where they are in their healing process because it's yeah. all so divinely what you call, gorgeous. What you were calling neutral, I, was, I use this word of non-attachment. Non-attachment, if, yeah. I, if I give someone a turbocharged session, that's my stuff. That's that thing. Right. I want them to get better. That's putting my self-worth on their results. Right. And I've actually found the exact opposite is the healthiest thing for everybody. It's, it's where I'm never drained in doing this work, and they get exactly what they need the more unattached I can be to an outcome. Right. It's yeah. perfect, but it takes a while for <laughs> to get to that realization. It took me a while anyway. Yeah, I think, um, um, you know, one of the beautiful parts about that, too, is that when you are unattached, then you can go into your own life. You know, you're done with your clients, mm-hmm. you get to go to dinner, hang out with your family, your friends, and, right. and your clients aren't in your mind because you're able to surrender at every moment from right. the experience, which is extremely healthy for them, too, because, you know, yeah. people don't need strong intuitives holding on to them energetically. I mean, it's not in their best interest. No. <laughs> We're teaching them that, that, that fact that you want to be, you know, you don't want to enable your mom or your daughter or whatever. Right. Just like, I don't want to have right. that relationship with the client. Right. So it can kind of critical to take them home with me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's, it's just not in their best interest as well. It, it just right. doesn't. So you have a, a tool. I don't know if this is too early in, in our program for, we to, for us to talk about your tools. But one of them you call the keyhole. And so would you like to describe that? Sure. Um, well, just as a general framework, there's five steps overall. This is the second step, and uh, it's called the keyhole. Basically, um, what I found was that people who are empathic and ill typically have a high degree of responsibility in their life for other person or persons, or like you mentioned earlier, the world. And you know, that kind of makes them an energetic sponge just walking around, taking in. I just felt 
like half your listeners just go, yep, that's me. Okay. Right. Um, you know, being an energetic sponge, it, it, it's okay. It's a good start. Like you're taking things in. But what I've seen was if you're still a sponge and I squeeze you and you have a release of symptoms, but you're still a sponge, right. you're going to recreate whatever it is that we cleared, which doesn't really empower you or me. I mean, the only thing that benefits my wallet, I don't really care about that at this point. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, so basically this tool called the keel changes people from a sponge into a funnel. Wow. And it's a visualization slash realization that there's a chakra in the back right. of the heart the as well. The back of the heart chakra. Yes. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> it is. It is one of my absolute, absolute favorite vortexes in the body. Yeah. Interesting, when doing massage, so many people had back pain there. and I didn't really put two and two together. I remember one teacher said that's an area where three different muscles joins. There's a lot of adhesion. Like, okay, that, wow. that makes sense on a physical level, but on the energetic level, like, why does that even create adhesion? You know, right. the universe have, didn't the universe have, have uh, or evolution designed something more efficient? <laughs> you know, so with the tool of being a keyhole, we actually allow energy in. Because if you're an empath, you're a gift of taking energy in. And for me to say, just stop doing that, or to put up a wall, which we'll go into in a second, is really just going against your intuitive gift. Like saying, um, excuse me, uh, Sir, Sir Elton John, maybe you shouldn't play piano or sing anymore. You know, he and about millions of people are going to say, you're crazy. <laughs> so you want to go with your gift. So you want to take energy in as an empath and embrace that gift. Also with a very clear awareness and understanding that you don't need to keep anything. Right. So I actually visualize the funnel, and I let energy go through me. And I use a mantra which says, I'm me and you're you. Whatever you send, I let go through. Mm -hmm. And and, and it works. Mm -hmm. Uh, It works to the degree that you don't feel responsible, which is the whole first step, which maybe we'll get into. But it can be a very lengthy discussion. But, yeah, it's a very simple tool. It's very logical. Even though I'm kind of in the woo-woo world, if you want to use that phrase, I don't know if people have a charge around that word, but... Not on this radio station. So, (laughs) you know, you can can fly your woo-woo flag. It's perfectly cool (laughs) here. You know, when I was reading this part in your book, it reminded me of something that I'd experienced early on in in my practice. Um, I had the pleasure of working for an osteopath. And when I... I was an oncology nurse, and I... um, gave a leave of absence to um, have a full-time practice. And I worked for an osteopath doing energy work in her office. And one of our clients um, was a teacher at the Barbara Burnham School of Healing. And so so I had the lovely honor of working on her. And this one time I was working on her, and and she was releasing huge amounts of stagnant energy. And I was contracting my body. I mean, I could see that I was. I was scared. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want that to go in my body. And, you know, I could feel all my muscles contracting. And she was, of course, a clairvoyant and highly intuitive. And she, you know, uh, kind of sat up, halfway sat up off of the massage table and opened up her eyes and looked at me and said, just let it go through you. It can't hurt you. And that was a very profound moment for me where, where you know, at any point at any time, wherever I am in the world or if I'm in a session or in a personal space that's uncomfortable or any, you know, uh, time in, in the world that if there's anything that's uncomfortable, it, it, if we block it, we're actually attracting it. You know, we're, our fear is letting it to move into our right. being, into our consciousness. But if we just relax and realize that, everything is just energy and molecules can pass through us and cause absolutely no harm. 
then we are freeing up our energetic system to be at a very high vibrational level. So I loved your exercise. I, I thought it was um, fabulous. Yeah, it makes that concept a little more tangible for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing I mentioned earlier, um, it's super important, though, if you don't, if, I say generally you, I don't mean you specifically, if a person does not have their responsibility, guilt, fear, and shame part handled, and they open up to let everything go through, mm-hmm. they're gonna, probably going to get overwhelmed, mm-hmm. maybe even knocked on their, on their backside. Ah. Mm-hmm. So it really is a combination. You know, yeah. really get the true nature of responsibility um, come from con- unconditional love and you know neutrality or non-attachment both best as possible as a practitioner or even just a good friend. And then the energy can go through you much better. Right, right. I, I do agree. I think that n- neutral thing is gigantic. It's enormous. And I'm having the pleasure of interviewing Dave Markowitz. He's the author of Self-Care for Self-Aware. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Would you like to be a Reiki master? Join Marie at the Redmond Hyatt, March 27th through the 29th. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to people at all levels of energy medicine healing knowledge. Completing the course will certify you as a Reiki 1, 2, and 3 practitioner. This is truly a transformative weekend. Enrollment is limited, therefore registration is required. For more information about the Reiki Master Workshop at the Redmond Hyatt in Redmond, Washington, visit energyintuitive.com. Would you like to be a Reiki? Hey, America, we are your pets, and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. Enroll, we say, we want you to be okay. Enroll, we say, take care, people, for goodness sake. There's a plan for every budget, so don't accept defeat. Now you can get covered and still buy me treats. Enroll! So listen to me, a talking pug, you see. If you get health insurance, preventive care is now free. So sweet. You take care of your pets. Now it's their turn to take care of you. Visit GetCoveredAmerica.org to learn about your health insurance options. That's GetCoveredAmerica.org. And take care, people. Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council. Hi, my name's Travis, and I'm your host of the Create the Life You Want show, airing Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week, we will explore our collective experiences and dive deep into all aspects of our being. Every show will provide topics, insight, guidance, and techniques designed to empower your life. I'll be taking calls, answering questions, and using my psychic insight to provide you with opportunities to access your own unique abilities to create abundance in your life right now. It's all about you on the Create the Life You Want show. Join me Saturdays at 1 on Alternative Talk 1150. Manifesting dreams into reality is meant to be exciting and easy. When the tools you use stop working, a lack of self-worth is most likely holding you back. Marie's Affirm Your Worth cards are the perfect solution to increase self-appreciation while magnetizing your dreams into reality in a nurturing and fun way. Order your Affirm Your Worth cards today online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-485-8813. That's 425-485-8813. 
800-800-8813. News, traffic, and weather? Now you can get your information fixed weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And welcome back to the Man Your Cherry Show. We're live here in lovely Seattle. Drive careful out there. Try not to speed too fast, even though I'm a little guilty of that this morning. There was this really uh, cool cop car, by the way. Would not have known it was a police car. <laughs> well, that's exactly the main reason why yeah. I think you should slow down a little bit. Well, you know, I could barely go 60, so it's not like Barely. <laughs> Whatever. What kind of cop car was it? <laughs> it was, I, I think it was like a Mustang or something. It was a Ooh. really nice looking car, All but right. I would have not have known. I would have raced it, not slowed down. <laughs> well, I mean, we have, remember, remember the traditional cop cars. They yeah. are no longer around, really. Uh, so. no. Maybe this is just kind of a, a little subtle hint that they're trying yeah. to tell us drivers. Head to the track. Head to right? The track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm having the pleasure today of interviewing Dave Markowitz, Self-Care for the Self-Aware. That is his latest book, A Guide for Highly Sensitive People, Empaths, Intuitives, and Healers. So, Dave, you know, you had to figure out this whole responsibility thing pretty early on um, to be healthy and to get guidance. Because I, I think what happens for every single person on the planet is the more conscious we become, the more information we get. And and so in order to be conscious, we have to be present. And that means we have to be very aware of what we're experiencing, what we're feeling, and what impasse have the biggest challenge with is feeling everyone on the planet and putting you know their own emotions actually to the burner. In fact, um, what I think happens to empathic people is that they they think that the feelings that they have for other people are their own. And I, I think they're, they have confused themselves that they feel that, that the majority of what they're experiencing is actually theirs when I think 90% of it is, has nothing to do with their own experience. And so they're completely off track with, yeah. uh, with where they are in life. And it's very difficult to then move forward because they're so confused about, well, first of all, they don't even know that they're feeling everyone else. They have no clue. And right. so their feelings are like, at the bottom of the pile, deeply buried. And right. and it's difficult to move forward in life until you know what you're feeling because you don't know what you want. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very can be a very, very confusing thing. So what got you into that space where you evaluated um I, I know you had this experience when you went on a party bus with a bunch of people and you didn't drink, but you got drunk, which is uh, something that happens with empaths because we can be very kind of chameleon-like with our energy. It, that's one of the things. We, it's a protective mechanism, I think, empathic people create early on in childhood, usually difficult childhoods. And so we, we learn how to mimic other people's energy, and that's what makes us feel safe. We're like, oh, well, they're going to like me if I'm more like them, and right. you know, I'm going to know how to act if I'm more like them. Um, and so you were on this party bus, and you got drunk, literally. Yeah. Tried to hail a cab at the end of the evening, and <laughs> what came out of my mouth was something like, and I, you know, I could hear myself, and at the same time saying, that didn't sound like taxi. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually dared myself to do the, the straight line walk, and I couldn't, and I said, okay, universe, I get it. After a thousand wow. people, well, that's an exaggeration. After many people, I told me I'm an empath, and I didn't want to own it. Now, I have this actual physical first-hand proof. I'm an empath. Now what? And from that moment on, I pretty much got nothing but empathic people knocking on my office door, calling. And I had to come up with some steps really fast to help them. Because I was helping me also, 
not so ironically, perhaps. Right. And, uh, you know, the universe provides once the door is open. Right. Got these awesome steps. And that really became the book. The book really is based on actual experience of working with the past and myself about what really works and what does not and also why. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of exercises in there that teach people to get in touch with what's in their bodies, to know who right. it is. That what nice kind of scan that you have, yeah, yeah, a very nice scan. And and then what happens when you start to scan and you're you know releasing other people's feelings is you start to calibrate your energy. It starts to function at a very 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 different level, and and when that happens, it permeates throughout the entire auric field, and your aura actually sends out a different message. Instead of please you know leave all your wounded, painful, terrified energy in my auric field, please do that. It then says, you know, I care about you, I have great compassion for you, but I no longer take on the pain of other people. And yeah. and I think that's a fascinating, um, a whole, it creates a wholeness, you know, when our auric field starts to support us in our individuality and to let the gift of empathy be um, a, a true gift rather than a little bit of a weapon, so to speak, and right. that, that fires against us. That's a great way to put it. I've used that, you know, any skill, if I want to call it that, can be a gift or a burden, depending if you know how to use it or not. And I've actually had people say, so what's the gift of being an empath? I said, no, it means that if you're in a room with someone, whether it's a client or a lover or family member or a friend, and you can feel what they're experiencing, you can connect with them. Right. You can go deeper. You can get much more authentic. They're going to get you. You're going to get them. Right. You're going to see each other in a whole different way with compassion, as opposed to the older way, which is a pattern which says, you're dealing with some stuff, I put on my spiritual superhero cape, and I take in everything, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep it and let it mud- muddle with the rest of my yeah. body, and yeah. now I don't know who I am anymore. Right, <laughs> right. Now, that was so really beautifully well said. And and what I believe, too, is that the more empathic we all become, the less violent our planet will be. You know, the more we can feel sure. other people the harder it is to kill someone or not feed someone or not care about someone. So, you know, we want this gift to evolve, but we want to do it in a healthy way. And that's why we're very fortunate to have people on the planet who have figured it out for themselves and have created tools and methods and and information about it that effectively works for them and their clients so that people can move forward. Um, That's really lovely. Why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? We can do that. And let's go ahead and bring over Raul. Raul's calling in. Welcome to the show, Raul. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, hi, hi, dear Maria. I have uh, a few things to share. I'm Mr. Empath, as you probably know. Um, I'm not understanding what my body's trying to tell me, and I've been having a, a few subtle but persistent annoying health issues, like my skin. So I don't know if this is mine, others, or the environment. I would like some guidance to that. Please, Dave, go ahead and offer your advice, if you don't mind. Oh. Um, I just want to make sure I'm hearing correctly. I really said you have some skin issues, and you're concerned if they're yours or not yours in origin? Right. Okay, good. Uh, the sound is a little muffled, so I just want to make sure I hear you correctly. From what I'm hearing, it's not yours. This is reef energy that you've taken from, sounds like your dad. Remember if your dad was depressed or any signs of anything like that? Sure. Is that a story or a sure? No, I, I can hear what you said. Could not hear. Yeah, let's go. I'll, I'll bring you up a little bit more there. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, you said uh, his father. There was a, a link through there. Yeah. So yeah. 
so D- Dave is thinking that the skin issue is related to grief, you know, maybe some of your dad's depression, if indeed he had that. He's asking you that question. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, resonates with me, yeah. <laughs> In a way, it's really beautiful that you're carrying that because it shows you're a nurturing, caring person. And at the same time, it shows me that you're an empath that's just not quite adept at using the skills of empathy in a way that doesn't, um, that's not detrimental to yourself. So we would you know, ideally need to go through a process where we give, actually give it back to him. And this is something that's detailed in the book. And of right. course, I do in sessions. You can't just give it up to the universe. I mean, you can, but I just haven't found it nearly as effective as really connecting with the, the person, in this case, your dad's higher self seeing that he'll be okay if you give it back, actually talking, having a conference uh, conversation with him. And also, the, the amount that you're willing to let go of this type of connection, if, this, you know, if you've been the sponge for his grief for a while and we release that, then who will you be? Mm. Yeah, absolutely interesting. I think I'm carrying this for, for a while. I don't live with her. I don't live with her when I was little, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and empaths do this throughout their whole life. They're so intuitive, actually, and very self-aware, and they connect to wounds. You know, they can feel woundology in another human being, and there's an attraction to it, um, probably because they have the abilities, a lot of empathic people, to heal, shift energy, whether they're aware of it or not. And, of course, other people unconsciously know this, too. So they're like, oh, please take this, and the empath is going, great, can I have some more, you know? <laughs> Um, and, and I I loved what you said about, you know, returning it to the person. I think that it's really important for us to realize that every soul is powerful beyond measure and whatever pains an individual has ourselves or other people, we can handle it. It's part of the human consciousness to be able to become aware and self-empowered so that we can heal ourselves. That's just part of the whole idea of evolution. And so to recognize that we can pass things off anything off to wherever it's meant to go, whether it's that person's higher self, great idea, or back to the universe. Or I never even think about where it's going. I just always think about that it's going to um, the absolute place that it is meant to be, that it's, it's not ours, and it's going to return to wherever it is in its highest form. Um, right. I think that's a fabulous idea. That's really lovely. So do you think, uh, Raul, um, you know, either you need to make some appointments with Dave um, or <laughs> and or, you know... Um, Sit with this. I mean, I think it's a, a, a really legitimate um, idea about you releasing any guilt you may have, you know, left over from your father, taking care of him or wishing him well or wanting to erase his pain. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. I, I uh, might have to get right on that because this skin <laughs> is very, very annoying and, and it really kind of hits you from left field. And you try to find situations like, is this an environment? Is this something that I'm eating? You know, go through the rabbit hole. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. The beauty thing, the beautiful thing is that most empaths are really good picking up other people's stuff, but it's just a little more difficult to know what's happening with our own selves. Exactly. So I want to really honor you, especially as a masculine person, because typically the masculine ego is less likely to reach out for help. So I just want to honor you for calling in and asking for help. I think that's pretty awesome. Aww. Oh, thank you. Thank that's you. so lovely. That's really lovely. It's really lovely. And so um, why don't we go ahead to our second caller? Sure. Let's give out the number two if you'd like to join us on Marie's, Marie's show. 877-825-8828 is the number. And we'll take now Nikki calling in from Seattle. Nikki, welcome to the show. What's going on? 
Nikki's got to turn down her radio <laughs> in the background, Nikki. Oh, hi. There we go. Thank you for taking... Hello? Hello, yes. Welcome to the show. What can we do for you, Nikki? Well, I am, I've been having a reoccurring sore throat, mm-hmm. and I um, have been working nutritionally to see if it's a food sensitivity. Um, the pain, it's been going on for about a year, and it hasn't been getting worse, so it just kind of comes and goes. So I'm not sure if it's um, a bone spur that my chiropractor has said that I have, or if it's mine or someone else's, if it's spiritual, medical. I try to speak my mind, so I'm, I, I mean, I just don't know if it's my throat chakra. Dave, do you want to um, take a look at it? Sure. I mean, you already are, so you might as well. <laughs> Not a bone spur, by She's the way. way ahead of you. Not a bone spur. <laughs> but go ahead, Dave. Well, um, it is uh, throat chakra energetically related. It is about um, sharing your true self. I'm feeling like you have a tremendous gift that you're not aware of. I guess that's kind of weird to say, but that's just what I'm hearing, that maybe becoming aware of it, but there's just something that you've always wanted to do, speak, say, write, sing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, there there's this bubbling up of spirit that is so beautifully powerful. But yet, and, and Dave, I can't wait to hear what you recommend for her. It feels like that Nikki doesn't sit with herself long enough to really allow herself to have this recognition of her presence, of her magnificence. And right. and it's so adorable because when I look at your throat chakra, <clears throat> excuse me, and notice how mine acted up uh, as I'm speaking about it. Let it go through. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that you're you're kind of yelling at people stuff, you know, that you're intuiting and that you know and all of that. I feel this aggression that's coming through your throat chakra rather than your personal power because personal power is very graceful. It's It's incredibly nurturing and it's very compassionate. And it doesn't really care if people get things or not. I know that sounds odd. You know, why would someone want to teach or lecture or write a book if people aren't going to potentially understand what they're saying? Because there's this really important piece of detachment, even from what we're teaching or what we believe to be true, our own perceptions. That actually allows people to um, take it in deeper because there isn't a heaviness about it that it has to be absorbed or learned or understood. It's just, it's universal information and it's free to anyone and whoever feels a vibrational connection to it. Yay. Um, so how would you, uh, what is your thoughts for Nikki, Dave? Uh, in addition to all that, the thing I was just hearing was Nikki, um, you seem to have a very unique situation or story. I don't know what that specifically is. But I'm sure you do. And that needs to be told. Does it ring a bell for you? Well, I mean, it sort of does. I, I, I do feel pulled a little bit. I think that um, I have done some spiritual work, and I've taken my Reiki classes and um, and other and other classes, just re, um, searching for, I feel like um, an energy healer kind of pulls me to be of service in that way. But then I am yelling out the, <laughs> about GMOs and trying right. to tell people, that, oh, my God, our food supply is in desperate <laughs> yeah. need of attention. And I can't believe people don't really. <laughs> I, it's so frustrating. And you're so, so I, adorable. I, I, I mean, it is just so freaking cute and adorable. And, and you're right. You know, the food supply and lo- lots of things, medicine, education, politics. We could go on and on and talk about the woes of, of the human condition and the levels of awareness and consciousness and the choices we're making. 
And notice my throat chakra again is is um, a little rubbed here because I've certainly been like that in in the past. Believe me, I used to even protest about some apple juice thing when my kids were little. Um, seriously. Uh, but the whole beautiful thing is that if you if you can let go of that, because I don't think that's your fight. I think you have something like what Dave said, something more extraordinary to share that is profound. And fighting isn't how we resolve anything anyway. It's through embrace and allowing and, and you're wise enough to purchase healthier foods and you live in a state that's, you know, I think has a high environmental consciousness compared to other states and many others are some states that vibrate in the same frequency that we do. And and so I think you have to let go of the fight so you can embrace this unique, amazing thing that Dave is, and I agree 100% recognizing inside of your body and that the fight is, it's just your way of avoiding your magnificence. Dave, what do you have to say? Yeah, I agree. It's, a, it's a, an external focus, and it's a good focus. And it's an important one, uh, but it is an external one. Yeah. Uh, Marianne Williamson had a great story. She said she was, you know, I guess the late 60s, protesting the war on campus of a college. She had a petition, and nobody would sign it. <laughs> and after hours and hours, she actually said that she screamed out, I can't believe no one is signing my goddamn bleep and bleep and bleep and peace petition. And that moment, she got it. Because <laughs> nobody, wanted, nobody wanted to sign a peace petition around that energy of the, the fight. Yeah. And the fight can be really draining. It doesn't mean you can't fight things, but to do them in an intelligent and heart-centered way, as right. opposed to the mind ego way that says, "I can't believe anyone else isn't waking up." Right, and right. and and also probably it's a sign, just like whatever's happening with Nikki, is that that wasn't her path. Her path wasn't to be the protester. Her path was to be a spiritualist and to teach incredible wisdom from a high frequency, not that low vibration of let's like kill cancer or stop GMOs or let's you know, fight against war. You know, that's a really, that's not a high vibrational experience. I have something it's similar. Too. It's stressful. It's very stressful. It's hard yeah. on the body. Well, I, I was told I was supposed to remember something. I, did, I went mm. to a psychic and they said, you're, you need to remember that your gift, that you, they kind of said what you're saying, that I am here to, um, to do something or to remember I don't need any more classes. But then right. I feel like, well, I don't need any more classes. How come I can't remember it? <laughs> I'm sure Dave has something feel, very lovely to say. Yes, go ahead. oxymoron, which is, um, the truth is within you. You don't need me. But I'm like, so why am I paying you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's totally okay to take classes, to speak to people. I think other people trigger their truth within you. I think it's really difficult for most especially in this day and age, to just take time out and spend six hours on a meditation cushion every day waiting mm-hmm. for enlightenment or underneath the tree. So as very commonly talked about in spiritual circles, other people are the mirrors. And when, we can, and when they hold them up to us, then we can really see what's true. true. So it does take interaction. Yeah. Um, Do you have a so. suggestion for a class? Well, actually, uh, Dave's going to be teaching on <laughs> Saturday at East West Bookshop. So there you go. You can go hang out with Dave and... Have a lovely conversation with him, maybe a nice hug. And and then I recommend, <clears throat> excuse me, there goes that throat chakra again, is hanging out like for 15 minutes in the morning before you get online, before you look at your phone. I mean, yes, you can go to the bathroom, grab a cup of tea, but go sit somewhere for 15 minutes. You don't even have to close your eyes to meditate. Just be present with yourself and start to become familiar with that vibration inside of you. Everyone is an irreplaceable part of God consciousness. Everyone is. We are, we are all gods. And so if you can take that time to be with yourself, I think that you're going to be astounded and delighted and grateful for the magnificence that you notice that's already inside of you. 
Oh, thank really you patient. so much. I'd You're be really welcome. patient with that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because I'll, I'll share this with you. Um, I've been meditating. I, I sort of joke that I try to meditate or been trying to for years. The reality is anytime you sit on the cushion, you're telling the universe you're serious. Even if your mind is dancing I the entire love period that. of time. I and what I've also that. found was if we judge, like if I judge myself for not having a quiet mind or thinking about this, thinking about this and not focusing on breath, then my attention is going exactly where I don't want it to go again. Right. So I get to beat myself up for beating myself up. Right. So I embrace every thought that comes in meditation. And lately, oddly enough, of late, I've been able to drop into the zone of, of quiet just by completely accepting who I am, oh, where I'm being. It's really an amazing thing. And maybe we'll do some of that in the workshop on I, Saturday. I think. I think self-love and self-appreciation is the greatest gift we could give ourselves. And, and that was just a, a beautiful example of, you know, no matter where your mind is, no matter where your breath is, if you can just appreciate yourself, you're going to get to all of those places that you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the answer to life. Why don't we go ahead and go on to our next caller? Thank you, Nikki. Yep. Thanks, Nikki, for calling in. And if you'd like to join us on Marie's show, 877-825-8828 is the number. And we'll travel down to Atlanta, Georgia. And we have, I believe, it is it Daya? Is that is that how I pronounce it? Dia. Dia. Thanks Dia. very much, Dia, for calling in. What's your question? Um, I didn't exactly have a question. I just wanted a general reading. This is the first time I've been able to get on the live show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I know sometimes it makes it challenging. So, Dave, Marie what... will drive faster yeah. this time. <laughs> she likes to drive real fast. So. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the things that happens, Dave, when I'm on the radio is I do a general reading. I just, you know, give someone some general impressions. So, um, I want you to feel free to do that if you would like, and uh, and then I will do the same. So. Um, Okay. Uh, does that sound good to you? Sure, why not? Okay, great. Lovely. So whoever wants to go first, fine with me. I'm seeing an unhealthy connection to your mom. Did you say unhealthy? Yeah. From the outside or even from your in your own mind, it seems like she's dragging you down. Yes. Really interesting thing about that, what I've seen is people can only drag us down if we let them. So you can change her. I know you love her. I can feel it. I can really feel the connection that you want to have with her. But you might not ever have that. And it's a grief that I think needs to be felt and honored. She's not where you want her to be. and She's not doing, being the things that even, you know, that most would say would be healthy. You know what? Oh, I'm so sorry. Go right ahead, please. I'm just real, you know, kind of what we were saying earlier about neutrality and non-attachment. It's very difficult with those that we love, but it's a definition of love very different. There's an unconditional love that accepts people for who they are, which actually creates room for more of a connection and a healing, actually. And then there's the conditional love that says, I wish things were different. Yeah. And I really feel the sadness in there, and I invite you to feel that yourself and grieve that loss of what you want to be, that will free up a lot of energy. And there's something going on in your feet, and it's like this energy of wanting to take off and really excel. Um, but I think this is the crux of what's happening. Maybe, maybe Marie can add 
respond to that. Yeah, you know, there's a huge leaking of energy from the root chakra. And it's the whole dang family. You know, like, there's this major disappointment. And I think this is common, again, with empathic people. Empathic people tend to have this incredible love for others. And when it's not shared in their family, when their family isn't quite as aware as they are, because to be empathic is a form of um, consciousness. It's a form of evolution. People who are empathic are more evolved than those who are working on their empathy. Not that it's a race or a judgment. It's just, you know, compassion is where we're all moving towards in our evolutionary process. So when you're you're uh, in a family that doesn't have that opening in their own being, it's very disappointing. And it's it's heartbreaking, actually, because we expect that the people who share our DNA, at the very least, are supposed to care about us as much as we care about them. But sometimes that's what the empath has to learn, is to not have these expectations that people adore and love us in the way that we adore and love them, and that we ultimately find our own tribe, you know, our a real family who sometimes don't share our DNA, people who can really love us in that way, and so that we can feel comforted and whole. And and I think it's this beautiful process of letting go of that need to have people be the way we want them to be and to allow those who can be that way for us into our lives. It's, it's again, about self-worth and self-love and and not overgiving to those individuals who don't have that vibration yet in their consciousness and, and to see them as beautiful and whole and perfect exactly the way they are, but to let go of that expectation. So, yeah, you have a lot of leaking in the root chakra, which isn't good for your health, by the way, because that first layer of the auric field is literally a hologram of all of your anatomy and physiology and perfect and amazing health. And in order for it to remind your body what health looks like, it needs energy from the earth. So, um, you know, there's a lot of inf- inflammation going on when I look at your body. Thank you. I have been... Um working on getting my health back to where it should be. So. Well, um, I guess, you know, I'm sure Dave has something lovely to say. Um, you know, letting your family be the way they are and get rid of, get rid of, get rid of those expectations. It, it sounds like a lot, but it's really a reflection of previous lifetimes. You know, the family dynamics, typically for most people, that first family of origin is the relationships are a reflection of multiple, multiple lifetimes. So any healing you can do and changing a perception is going to enhance you uh, in ways that you could not even imagine. It's, it's that profound. Dave, do you have anything to say? I think it helps to look at things on a soul level, that the soul needs exactly what it needs. And it's just our own minds that judge experiences are good or bad. The soul has this long checklist of things that want to experience. Yeah. And a lot of them we don't, you know, enjoy, um, but it does. One of my clients actually said to me once, no matter what's happening on the outside, the soul is having the time of its life. Oh. And I just really like that. It's wow. It's slightly humorous, and I think it's actually true. I think it's true, too. That and is And we can really sink delicious. into that. It helps neutrality and non-attachment. We can really see that people are just doing what they're doing, with it, what they've been given. And it's our job not to heal them, but to love them as they are, for who they are, when they are, where they are. Yeah, that, that, that is... That will create much more peace in your body. That is gorgeous. Yeah, that no matter what's happening, the soul is having a blast, which is the truth. And and I think that, that uh, perception also helps us to let go of uh, all the difficulties that are happening worldwide, you know, from our human mm-hmm. perception that, oh my gosh, this is terrible, that's what's happening in Africa or Afghanistan or down the street, you know, um, Thank you so much for calling in from Atlanta, and we wish you a beautiful, healthy immune system, decreased inflammation, 
and peace in your relationships from your perception with your family. Thank you, Maria Day. Thank you very much. Um, you. you hit on exactly the issues that were um, bothering me, and I just appreciate both of you so much. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. I think we have time for one more call. All right, we'll sneak on one more. We'll take Jean calling in from Seattle. She has a great question. Hope she addresses this along with uh, oh, yeah, the Oh, yeah, right. Of us. It was kind of something we just touched on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, go so ahead, Jean. Jean, welcome to the show. What's up? Hi. <laughs> Hi, Marie. Uh, yes, along those same lines, uh, speaking about being empathic and picking up energy, I guess that's not too hard to do right now with all of the news about Ebola. Uh, you know, among other things, and um, <clears throat> my husband and I have been planning a trip to to London at the end of the month, and um, we're both trying to be very positive about this, but it's a little difficult when you turn on the news, and I just was wondering what thoughts you had, Marie, about, about travel at the end of the month for us. Um, and so, Dave, what do you think overall about the whole um, Ebola situation? I'm going to recommend you do a quick search. Believe it or not, Shep, I think it's Smith from Fox News, had an amazing, on Fox News, yes, <laughs> an amazing <laughs> thing. He really put put it in perspective, and it's on my Facebook page if you want to take a look for it. Lovely. Um, but, but the reality is more people die from falling in their bathroom, you know, or, or just, I mean, think about the risks in life. Every time you get in the car, you know, the risk of Ebola is it's pretty much zero. Right. And the media, Michelle actually said it's up, to, it's up to the party that's not in power to make the party in power look powerless. And that's why the media is just completely taking off on this. Complete, and the fear of it is not helping. The fear of it is going to attract it, if anything. Right, exactly. So if someone has it, they'll know. So you stay away from, <laughs> so you stay away from them. And it's not the kind of thing, it's not airborne. Right. So I would say let all of that fear just go. And really, I mean, it's so simple to say just don't watch the news. But, you know, if they're talking about the exact same thing over and over, just recognize it's the media at play doing what it does to get you hooked because the body hooks into fear very easily. And it gets you keeping watching, and it gets you watching their commercials, and they're making money, and they're walking to the bank while everyone's walking around in their hazmat suits. Do not need to. Let it go. Breathe deeply, trust the universe, trust your guidance. Zero, 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 zero percent. Yeah. You know what is what my guides taught me a long, long time ago is that, you know, souls are powerful beings. Nothing happens by some freak, you know, lo- poor lottery winning. You know, that when souls leave this planet, it's a, it's a, a decision that the soul is making and how they decide to leave this planet is also a decision that they're making. And so nobody leaves here unless it's their time, which is a personal relationship between you and your soul. And and that's why, you know, it's very important for us to not to fear things that could potentially happen because we'll leave when it's our time, regardless of what's happening on in the world. And I think that's a very important concept for us to take in, breathe and live with so that we stop being afraid of everything, not even just a, a really horrible virus Um, that's, you know, uh, present in the world today, but from anything. And I want to thank you so much, Gene, for calling in. That was a great question. And thank you, Dave. That was lovely. You know, it's amazing how you can get things from Fox News, too. I love it. There's beauty (laughs) everywhere in the world. And everyone, Dave, will be at East West Bookshop on Saturday. So you want to head out there and meet him in person and let him sign your book. And I will be at 
um, Hollyhock, Vancouver, uh, in a week, um, a week from Saturday, teaching a class on breaking, releasing your blockages to health. Um, so you want to go to energyintoevent.com, go to the events page, and find out all about Hollyhock. Thank you, Dave. It was lovely to have you on the show. Thank you. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.